Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Conservative Daily Podcast. Can you, Mr. Producer, can you make sure that we can hear what's in my ears? I cannot. No, um, I can hear. You can hear? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Welcome, everyone. Uh, another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am once again Apollo, and I'm joined by... I'm Ash Epp. The amazing and incredible Ash Epp. Uh, go find her at ashinamerica.com. Did I get that right? That's right. Spectacular. Ash with an E. Um, Ash with an E. That is, A S C H. No, wrong. Or I'm sorry, A S H E in America dot com. Um, so we have a great show for you. A lot of stuff going on today. Uh, before we jump right into it, I'm going to remind everyone that this podcast is sponsored by Enterforce. Enterforce is a great partner that we have. Uh, they are giving you a chance to win a 2021. Ford F-450, Gooseneck Trailer, Can-Am Maverick, and twenty grand in cold hard cash. Uh, if you are a listener of Conservative Daily, you will get 1,000 bonus entries on any purchase made if you use the promo code CD21 uh, at their site. Again, that's Enerforce, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Get some gear, support our troops. You could win big. You will also get 10% off using the pr- promo code CD10. Uh, we have partnered with them, and we have this amazing uh, shirt, and there's a sweatshirt, the Free Our People uh, design that will go to support the January 6th prisoners. Uh, none of us have done enough for them because they are still sitting uh, as prisoners in their own country for nothing but seeking redress of grievances from their government. Um, it, it still gets my blood pretty hot to even think about it, but please go to enterforce.com, uh, CD21. Uh, to get an extra thousand entries. Hey, uh, Paulo. Yes. Happy Hump Day. Oh, Happy Hump Day, everyone! You know, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot it's Hump Day. So there are two things that have humps. Do you know what they are, Ash? Number one, Wednesdays, mm. and number two, camels. Yeah. So, do you know what uh, the difference between Kamala Harris and a camel is? I'm afraid to answer. The camel spits. Oh, should we jump into the first story <laughs> on this fine, this fine hump day? Before we do, before we do, I'm going to also remind everyone, okay. uh, we have uh, the Liberty Cigar Company also sponsors uh, this podcast. Uh, they have an amazing, uh, an amazing collection they have here, the Early Republic series. Each cigar mirrors the personality of uh, the one so honored. So you get George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams cigar. Uh, this was in honor of President's Day, um, not the fake in the White House that we currently have to live with uh, today. But if you go to LibertyCigars.com, uh, you will get a 17.76% discount if you use the promo code LIBERTY. Uh, it's originally priced at $89. These are great cigars. Uh, the packaging is absolutely phenomenal. The attention to detail that, uh, that John gives uh, to all of his products is phenomenal. They're beautifully, they show up beautifully, they unwrap beautifully. Um, the guy is a, a historical savant, uh, so please go support him. 
That's libertycigars.com, promo code LIBERTY, and you'll get 17.76% off. So let's jump in. If we can put up uh, image A1, Mr. Producer. So some interesting uh, information just got released, supposedly accidentally. So this is, uh, this is a recent article from this morning. New York City elites are in a tizzy after Justice Department inadvertently publishes list of 121 clients, including lawyers, businessmen, and socialites who solicited Sarah Lawrence's sex cult victim forced into prostitution. If you could go to the next image, please. So this is, this is really interesting. I encourage you all to read this article because this, it gives us a little bit of uh, insight into what has been going on all over our country. And, uh, and it's going it's gonna to roll into what we're going to talk about shortly as well. So the U.S. Attorney's Office accidentally published a list. Whoops. Yeah, well, that's kind of a big whoops. Um, but the list was entered into evidence uh, in the trial under seal. It includes, you know, some high flyers uh, throughout the tri-state area. Um, some alleged clients, the Metropolitan Transit Authority executive, account executive at Amazon, and for the audio listeners, I'm reading from this article, uh, former New York State Supreme Court judge. Interesting. Uh, they later sent out a letter admitting it was shared in error. They said, please do not reproduce, share, or exhibit this. I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, the alleged victim, Claudia Drury, who's now 33, she took the stand and was explaining how uh, Larry Ray, who is in his 60s, uh, forced her into prostitution. Uh, he's charged with sex trafficking, extortion, money, money laundering. There's the key there. Extortion, money laundering, violent crime, and aid of racketeering, conspiracy to commit racketeering, and forced labor. Uh, and it's, it's really a terrifying story. He was running a sex cult out of his daughter's dorm room at, Sa at Sarah Lawrence College. Go to the next image, please. And just this is an indictment on the media because this should be a huge story. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. I, I didn't know anything about the Sarah, Sarah Lawrence sex cult. Now, granted, I'm you know, deeply, deeply, you know, my my research and my writing is is predominantly about the elections and it's a very you know that's a deep subject area so i'm not you know up to date on everything but this should be a huge story this should be the and this is daily mail right so they publish it in the uk but uh, no american press will cover this so we have a former new york supreme court justice uh who's on this list um do you can you give a little bit of, if there's others listening like like me who have who don't really understand the the kind of premise of the case can you give a, a bit of a summary okay so essentially um this guy moved into and i didn't pull the entire article because it's a little bit long and gross but, and it's actually disgusting Super if, gross. I, I encourage you to go read this but it, there's a lot of really disturbing details in there this guy moved into his daughter's dorm room somehow and him and Isabella Pollock, who is named as his co-conspirator, as his, uh, I can't remember the name they used for her. She's his Ghislaine. Yeah, right? she's the Ghislaine yeah. Maxwell of this guy. They moved in and then started, uh, they befriended a bunch of the daughter's friends and then ended up asking uh, these, these college girls and, and sometimes boys to move into his, uh, into his flat else, yeah. and join his family, right? Uh, if you could put up image A4. Um, so again, some more, some more individuals, executive, a gap, they mentioned the Supreme Court judge, a painter, uh, in Manhattan's East Village, architect, investment executive, he was also named in Epstein's, uh, list, uh, head fund manager who donated millions to charity, has his name on a museum building in New York. I'm going to see if I can find the actual list. Um, and there's also 
uh, we mentioned the Metro Transit Authority. Next image, please. Um, so this is just uh, for for your reference. This is a picture of Ray um, and uh, Drury, who has been giving uh, who has been giving testimony on this. Next image, please. So, 62-year-old Ray ran a cult out of his daughter's dorm room. Um, I'm going to skip down a little bit. Uh, I'm sorry, go to the next image. My apologies. So, this is not an exhaustive list, but includes all my main clients, regulars, and many others she wrote. She was introduced to him in fall of 2010, living in his daughter's campus dorm, where he proceeded persuaded friends to stay the next summer at a city apartment go to the next image. and wait wait pull that one back up for a sec notice the the third in the third graph jury is one of at least five cult members who were students at the elite liberal arts college in bronxville just north of manhattan when they met ray so you know joe and i on the show last week talked about the elites and how they feel comfortable calling themselves elites and how they you know put themselves they're also um really into sex trafficking these same people that call themselves elites. We see overlap between those two populations, the sex trafficking and people being arrested for sex trafficking population and the population of people that feel comfortable enough to call themselves elite. Interesting. It is interesting. Um, go to the next image, please. Oh, so here we go. So uh, prosecutors say Ray coerced the students to join his family as he accumulated like power, sex, and money. Yeah. Forcing this... Pay attention to this. Forcing one woman into a sex work enterprise so lucrative, she turned over more than $1 million in a single year. So we skipped down a little bit. Um, she described how she went from a naive student to soliciting sex, ultimately handing over $2.5 million in earnings to Ray, his daughter, and his lieutenant, Isabella, Isabella Pollock. So number one, you can take this down for a moment. This is a lot of money. Mm. Uh, this is, And this is not like some some podunk town out in the middle of nowhere uh you know it's an elite liberal arts college it is it is and if you think that this is like this is an isolated case i'm going to tell you right now that it's not um and just on the if you read the article it goes through some of the things that he was doing to groom these people and, and like condition them and they were really traumatizing him, yeah. him and Isab isabella um but I, i've spoken I, i've spoken with people who are working for border patrol the amount of girls young girls and not just in, in colleges like this, at these, these elite universities. Um, and how, how does the father end up living there in the first place? The, the entire thing is really weird. Well, um, it makes me wonder what the daughter's life was like growing up. Um, to, oh, yeah. You, know, you, oh, yeah. you leave the house, you go to college, and then your father is living in your dorm room all of a sudden and running a sex cult out of it. Um, she must have had an interesting childhood. And that's unfortunate, but it looks like from the article that the daughter was actually helping him exploit yeah. other women. And wh what I suspect is this is very likely something, you know, in in alignment with the Biden family and some of these other individuals who are just traumatized and frankly destroyed when they're young. And then they they get wound up in some really awful stuff. Because similar. Right. You're saying similar, similar activities similar to what we pattern, see in, similar in the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. don't, I haven't seen it from this article that there's a connection to the Biden family. But no, I'm not there saying there is, is a connection to Epstein. Yes. Right. And we know that that's a small club. The, the you know, it's a lot of people, but it's a tight knit small club where the, the generals and their lieutenants are. Well, so. and it mentions people. I mean, the guy was connected with a lot of people, and you see the the list of clients. Those are not like random dudes who get off right. work at a bar, and then they go searching in some brothel, you know, in like a red light district. These are these are well-to-do people, uh, and 
I mean, it, it's a, it's an interesting network, and I really want to see what comes out of this case. I think this this could be one of the cases that starts to shed a light a light on exactly how widespread and how deep into our uh, educational system and our political system these types of behaviors are. Um, but if you go uh, if you go to the next image, please, Mr. Producer. Um, so this is just a, a list of text. Uh, Drew listed meetings and sums of money she expected in payment. One read, I'm seeing Joe, the $3,500 guy at 3.30 p.m. I believe that'll be another 8K, though maybe less. Sums of money ranging from a few hundred to more than $17,000 in cash and bank accounts were discussed. There, and, you know, it goes on in the article to say that they were, uh, th there was a lot of financial information regarding, regarding these people's clients and their bank accounts. You can take this down. Um, again, this is not isolated, and we've heard about the uh, the Nexium cult. There's been all kinds of instances of this. Um, there's Epstein. There's Nexium, um, and like we mentioned uh, on a on a prior show, almost every day there's arrests of sex trafficking, human tra trafficking, sex crimes. At the same time, we see the self self proclaimed elites trying to normalize pedophilia, trying to normalize sex work as real work. Um, so normalizing all of this, it, while they're, you know, it, these are industries where women and children are unbelievably exploited, as well, this lawsuit shows. Yeah, and, one, and here, here's where it really gets into it, because we're showing you this for a reason. As I was saying, I meant, I've met someone, they worked for Border Patrol, and actually I'm trying to get them on the show. Um, uh, he... he described and this is back in michigan uh, where i'm from the widespread nature of of cases like this where young girls are groomed or sometimes forced and then blackmailed into prostitution very very young i'm talking middle and high school it's so high it's unbelievable mm -hmm. and i i have heard stories from this guy about girls who they go over to a friend's house or a boyfriend's house the father uh, and whoever ends up you know, assaulting them, they get them uh, drunk, they take pictures of, of them in really compromising positions, mm -hmm. and then they blackmail these girls, and these girls will go out for years throughout their entire high school career. They go to school like a normal kid during the day, they go home at night, they sneak out at night, and they go get, you know, pimped out all night, and then they go back home in the morning and they repeat that for years. So where does all this money go? Where Think about the number of people who are We'll, we'll just say, you know, socialites, whatever, right? Where does this money go? This is not isolated. And then you have paintings. I mean, th this is a big network. This is a lot of money that's mm -hmm. not being tracked. And I'm going to tell you right now what I think when these elite sickos come out and say, yeah, sex work should be real work. I'll tell you why. It's because they want to maintain their little slush funds from all their these disgusting operations that they have all over the country. And they're taking money out of the citizens' hands and using your daughters and sons to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm incredibly libertarian on personal choices. And so, you know, if somebody decides that they want to engage in, in a transaction, right, regarding to sex, and that's a personal choice for that person, that's one thing. That's not what we're talking about. No. We're no. talking about systems and networks of people that are that uh, are built and dedicated to the enslavement and the exploitation of women, men, and children. Um, and so that to me is, you know, it, that's next level. We're talking about very complex network crimes. We're talking about, um, you know, the, we're, uh, we're talking about RICO. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're essentially talking about, um, you know, piece of this, a piece of this case is money laundering. Um, and I don't know if you have any more on this story, but we no. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. And move yeah. On. So we um, <laughs> we we have a, a you know a, another corrupt cabal story. What do money laundering and the Great Reset have in common? So um, Monday I was at the uh, Avalanche game, and then we had the protests down at the Capitol building. So I stayed in Denver, so I didn't have a car. Um, and Mr. Producer drove me home last night and we were chatting and uh, I don't know how he got there, but I ended up ranting at him about how foreign aid was money laundering. <laughs> so that was in <laughs> that was in my head, um, you know, as I was watching TV with my family last night. And uh, and, and then this morning I got a, uh, a, a heads up from one of my readers, one of my Ash in America readers. My readers are incredibly engaged and I get loads of story ideas and tips and just incredible information. Um, from from the folks who who I really see as my community. Um, so anyway, she says she sends me this uh, quote. I saw this and thought you might find it inter interesting since you frequently remind people that Schwab says we will own nothing and be happy about it. Uh, can you put up B1, please? So this is 60 Minutes. It's Leslie Stahl, who, uh, you know, is terribly embarrassed about the Hunter Biden laptop reporting that she said couldn't be verified. It just wasn't time for them to verify it. Um, <laughs> so this is would be would be home buyers may be forced to rent the American dream rather than buy it. Can you pull up B two, please? So it goes through the the kind of premise of this story is how owning a home is no longer affordable for the masses, and so the people need to shift their expectations and start renting instead of you know thinking that they can buy a home. So the 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 piece the sixty minutes. Um, episode focuses on this company Tricon Investments and as you can see here Tricon is trying to buy 800 houses a month and there are companies even bigger Invitation Homes owns more than 80,000 rental houses American Homes for Rent close to 60,000 some of the all-stars of finance Goldman Sachs JP Morgan Blackstone have put hundreds of millions of dollars into these companies companies like Tricon they all offer rental homes online and all focus on the Sun Belt. Can you pull up the next cut, please? So this is a, a, a part of the transcript between Leslie Stahl and Gary Berman. Gary Berman is the CEO of Tricon Residential. They're based in Toronto, and they have quietly become one of the largest owners of single-family homes in the United States. So in this video, this is the transcript. Gary says, so today we own about 30,000 single family rental homes across the US, largely in the Sun Belt. And we've got about 75,000 people living in our homes. Leslie Stahl says, you're a multi-billion dollar company. You're publicly traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Berman says, correct. Leslie says, and the, Berman says, Toronto Stock Exchange. Right, Stahl. The Toronto Stock Exchange. I even read in one of your own documents that your revenue went up 67% last year. Is that correct? So at the time that they're telling us, you can pull that down. At the time that they're telling us that real estate has gotten, you know, you've got to shift your expectations. You've really got to, you know, tighten your belts, really think about renting um, instead of buying. Uh, anybody who's gone from renting to owning a home knows that your mortgage payment is almost always significantly less than your rent. And so this is not, um, you know, set your, set your expectations to uh, be able to afford 
um, to be able to afford your home, you have to rent it. It's it's a shift in the market. And this company, Tricom, as Leslie Stahl said in 60 Minutes, went up uh, 67% last year at the same time that houses are becoming unaffordable and they are telling people to reset their expectations. Again, you'll own nothing and be like, you'll own nothing and you'll like it. Can you put up the next cut, please? I think that's four, yeah. Even Tricone's own presentation to investors says, quote, home ownership is increasingly out of reach, end quote. Berman says, in our portfolio, the majority cannot buy a home, cannot afford to buy a home, or don't have the credit to buy a home. So, for example, they may have student debt and they may have medical debt, and therefore they can't qualify to get a mortgage. And if they want access to a single-family home, which we think is incredibly important, then this is the way for them to obtain it, and that means rent. So if you know if you want you want to live in a single family home, you're going to have to rent it because the investment firms are buying up all the property. Uh, so do you think that's random? No, no, and I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you go on then. So the so my my uh, my source also sent me in along the same thread. I quote, I actually started digging around when I realized how many of our politicians and their donors are real estate investors, end quote. Can you bring up B5, please, Mr. Producer? So this is uh, this was rep uh, a report uh, published in August of 2021. Acres of money laundering. Why U.S. real estate is a kleptocrat's dream. And so this report, again, August 2021. It's not old. It's within the past year. Um, key findings in this report, a minimum of more than $2.3 billion has been laundered through U.S. real estate. Gatekeepers, including attorneys, real estate agents, investment advisors, ooh, investment advisors, and employees of financial institutions have repeatedly facilitate real estate money laundering by high net worth individuals through willful blindness or direct complicity. Yet the U.S. remains the only G7 country that does not require real estate professionals to comply with anti-money laundering laws and regulations. And one of the things that Mr. Producer and I, you can bring that down. One of the things that Mr. Producer and I were talking about last night was um, so I worked in corporate America. I worked for uh, an audit firm uh, for 16 years. Uh, in an audit firm, everybody down from the managing partner down to the secretary's uh, executive assistants has to take uh, what they call independence training. So you have to take four hours of training. If you fail, you lose your job. And it's all on perceptions of conflict of interest, anti-money laundering, um, insider trading, all any 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 sort of uh, conflict of interest, perception of conflict of interest, financial crime that you can imagine, mm -hmm. right? Um, our government doesn't have to do that, which is weird. Well, uh, of course they don't. Right. Right. So um, so for me. Things like Biden's conflicts of the Biden family's conflicts of interest in um, Ukraine, uh, Burisma, and, and what, and all of all of the other ones. That's there's no way to say, oh gosh, I didn't know, right? Oh, it's no, not it's not no. really corruption. We just didn't know. I mean, anybody who's worked <laughs> in uh, any sort of any industry that has a you know impact on the financial sector, impact on the audit sector, no, you 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 know. You know what the conflicts of interest are because you're forced by the government to take this training every year. And if you fail, you lose your job. So you have to know. Now, 50%, this isn't, I'm going back to the findings from the report. 50% of real estate money laundering cases reported in the U.S. involved politically exposed persons. 
Excuse me? Yeah. So we're talking 50% of these involve people in politics. And um, again, the U.S. is the only G7 country that does not require real estate agents, uh, real estate professionals. And that includes the list, right? The, the gatekeepers of attorneys, real estate agents, investment advisors, employees of financial in- institutions. Um, they don't have to comply with anti-money laundering uh, laws. And, you know, when we took that independence training back in the day, back when I, back when I was there, um, you, you, you don't have a choice. You don't, you, 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 there's no, there's no, um, there's no gray area. Mm-hmm. In these in these types of crimes there, you know, it's even the perception of right. So maybe you didn't do a crime, but it looks like it. That's pretty much a crime when it comes to independence violations and conflict of interest violations. I've had to take any money laundering courses before. Yeah. Like there, there's there's not really much gray area where you can yeah. say, oh, yeah, we look like a criminal. But yeah, no, it's fine. I'll just I'll, I'll push like you'll go to jail for that. Right. So so go back to the fact that these are in this report. These are high net worth individuals and 50 percent of them are exposed in some sort of political capacity and these are u.s people so we're talking about our government just so everyone's clear all right so this includes both commercial and residential real estate and this is this is a key and you know i can't go a show without talking about elections as i read this next bullet as we shouldn't think about elections the use of anonymous shell companies and complex corporate structures continues to be the number one money laundering typology. A whopping 82% of U.S. cases involved in the U.S. legal entity involved the use of a legal entity to mask ownership, highlighting the importance of implementing a robust beneficial ownership registry under the Corporate Transparency Act. So um, 82% involve using corporate structures to mask mask ownership. So w- if anybody remembers uh, right after the election when Sidney Powell was attempting to figure out who owned Dominion and she was unwinding shell company after shell company after shell company, that's what we're talking about. But we started this talking about foreign aid. Well, the same thing, the same thing is true of BlackRock. The same mm-hmm. thing is true of all the financial funds that most people are invested in in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like, ma- I'm, we're talking major universities, uh, the, it's unbelievable, and it, I honestly kind of want to do a show on that, um, on, on specifically that, because it's hard to it, it's hard for people to understand until they they see some of the complexities in this. But our entire system, and in this case, it's wrapped into our election systems. The entire thing is made and designed with these corporate structures, with all these shell companies, and all these techniques like this to hide from the American people who the interests actually are, who are pulling the strings in the voting uh, instance. It's they do not want you to know who is actually running the machines, who's actually invested in it, who funded it, where they come from. The same thing is true with, uh, I mean, some of these, uh, these sex cases with Epstein Island, all these, these NGOs and all these foundations that they purchase everything. The exact same thing. Like the the Haiti Clinton Foundation stuff, yep. it's all the exact same thing. All these, all these, uh, these organizations that we're told they're they're working for us. These are they're, they're charities. They're to do all this good. They're uh, you know, and they're entwined with every every piece of our life and every piece of our political establishment and, and our judicial system. Uh, the judges, mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing. The entire thing is a network for interests outside of the people of this country and internationally 
to have any actual say and to be able to understand who's actually running the show. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And um, looking at uh, this company, Tricon, that's covered in, in the Leslie Stahl 60 Minutes, when you look at who the investors are, uh, you know, you mentioned BlackRock. I didn't find BlackRock on there, but institutional investors own the majority of uh, Tricon Investments, so this real estate company. Um, if you look at any uh, publicly traded company and you go and you look and see who owns them, what you'll find is that the majority of them have institutional investors listed as the top investors. That goes back to BlackRock. So it is... Um, a coordinated effort by our, you know, so-called elites to set the standards, set what happens in our markets, set what happens in the world, and then claim that the outcomes are beyond that their control. And we all need to adjust our expectations and start renting homes instead of buying them and owning nothing and liking it. So, and we're going to get into that in a moment. Before we do, I have to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by IP Vanish uh, VPN. So, if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you online, uh, when you're on the internet, advertisers knowing a little bit too much about you. I know I've seen all those ads come up after I mentioned the word slip and slide or whatever. Uh, you're concerned about your privacy. Using an incognito mode in a browser won't solve the problem. IP Vanish VPN is here to protect you and your privacy and your right to stay anonymous online. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing private details to third parties, hackers, ISPs, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computer, tablet, or phone, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all your data is encrypted. Your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Uh, even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it is very simple. You can use it on unlimited devices. I really love that uh, because I've used other VPNs that didn't give you that, uh, that option. Uh, it's running on my computer and my phone as we speak. Uh, it won't sacrifice your speed. Um, so whether you're in home or public, don't go anywhere without using IP Vanish. Uh, they're offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners, and you will get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. So you're basically getting uh, nine months for free. It's a steal, and frankly, I think that's a no-brainer. Uh, so it's very easy to use. You tap a button, and you're instantly protected, and you won't know it's even running. So stop sharing with the world everything you watch, and you search for when you buy. Take back your privacy with uh, a brand that is rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Uh, so you go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll get nine months for free, 70% off their yearly plan. So this is complicated and I want to make sure that uh, that everybody's following what what we're saying. And I don't have all the answers. Apollo doesn't have all the answers, but we have a lot of questions. <laughs> so at the same time that our world leaders, our self, self-described elites, are trying to convince us to readjust our expectations, to start renting homes instead of buying them, to think about owning nothing and, and being happy about it, and to, to those of us that like our, our freedom and our property, um, that sounds radical, right? But we are, uh, we, our, our society and our population at large is being conditioned to think that this was their idea and to think that it's great. So... As we're talking, uh, you know, adjust your expectations. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to own anything. You'll be happy and you'll be happy. You'll, you know, you'll rent your home. You'll rent your car. You'll rent your food. Who knows? Um, they're they're going to have us running ourselves soon. I well, swear. at the same time, they're buying it all up, right? So we see um, in, you know, going back to the Tricon story in the 60 Minutes piece, the self-prescribed elite are buying up 
all of this residential and commercial real estate, all of this property. And we'll talk in a second about why that might be. But Mr. Producer, can you, I'm going to, you know, we're, we're going to pose this as a possibility as to why, why they might be readjusting our expectations at the same time that they're doing all the things that they tell us not to. Could you play B6, please? Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. We have all this still myth of free will, that everything we choose is of our own free will. And this is a myth that served us well for a couple of centuries, but now it's becoming dangerous. Previously, surveillance was mainly above the skin. Dangerous. Now it's going under the skin. Well, I think maybe in a couple of decades... Under the skin, nobody back, just said. The thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. And if this, is, this was the moment when every, everything became monitored that we agreed to be surveyed all, all the time, not just in authoritarian machines, but even in democracies. And maybe most importantly at all, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin. I mean, all this story about Jesus rising from the dead and being the son of God, this is fake news. Wait, that's not true? We need some kind of global loyalty and global identity. We are really acquiring divine powers of creation and destruction. We are really upgrading humans into gods. We are acquiring, for instance, the, the power to re-engineer life. We can't regulate bioengineering just in one country, because if you don't genetically engineer human babies in Spain, hmm. but you do it in China, then very soon even the Spanish will say, hey, we don't want to stay behind. Yeah. Very soon, biometric sensors and AI will give computers direct access mm. to your heart and to your brain. Mm -hmm. Like already people wearing these rings or these uh, uh, bracelets that constantly measure blood pressure, heart rate. So the computer can watch you and know not only if you're smiling, but if your blood pressure is a little high, is a little low, and that gives indication if you're angry, if you're bored, and you know, the, the, I, this revolution is going to Can you pause it for a second? Yeah. We haven't seen anything. So I want you all to remember when Fitbits and Apple Watches came out, there was a group of people that said, hey, do we really want all our biometric data to be tracked? They might use that for something in the future. And those people were conspiracy theorists. Mm. He just yeah. admitted it. Oh, you guys are already wearing the Fitbits. You're already wearing them. We already have your date. What's the big deal? Just let us put the chip under your skin. You can play the rest. Old. And you know, the AI, this revolution is barely five years old. Yeah. We haven't seen anything yet. And then the big political and economic question of the 21st century will be, what do we need humans for? Or at least, what do we need so many humans for? Do you have an answer in the book? Um, at present, the best guess we have is uh, keep them happy with drugs and computer games. Think is this ability to hack humans, which means the ability to know people better than they know themselves. When you look from the grand historical perspective, the whole of human history, I think there is a, a line in the sand, a watershed, 
that completely changes politics, society, everything, which is the moment when an external system can know people better than they know themselves. So we need to be kind of very how to work with the beast and not try to work against it. In, in, you have power somehow to, to convince leaders. How are you yourself? So I, I now have an, a, a team that is helping me deal with that. It's impossible to deal with such a thing just on just one person. So mm -hmm. people th see me and they think I'm doing everything. I actually do very little. And the people who really work hard are my team members who uh -huh. organize this and, and, and everything. I'll send you and, a CV. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, um, and also, I, I repeatedly tell people that they shouldn't see me as a kind of prophet or guru. I a prophet or guru, huh? <sighs> so this is... Can I just say one thing? Yeah, please, please. Humans God, wanting to become that. God is the premise of every satanic adjacent religion satanic or satanic adjacent religion it's all satanism out there humans wanting to become god it is the exact sin of lucifer and now we are openly talking about it at the same time that we're talking about a new world order at the same time that we're talking i, I let's get into what this guy said so i mean num number one uh what you said about the, the Fitbits, it's absolutely right. And what they've been doing is conditioning us slowly and slowly. They start introducing this stuff. And every time that they do, someone comes out and says, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> Are we sure we want them to have this information? Yeah. Are we sure we, we want to have that kind of technology uh, so intimately involved in our lives? Uh, and we talked about it you know, yesterday. I don't think that it's random that when we showed the video about what an actual DNR abortion is, right? Uh, it's not random that they are putting in the media that the satanic church is the greatest, uh, you know, arbiter or the greatest champion of human of women's rights, right? Yeah. It's not random. The the words that this guy's saying are are not inconsequential. This guy's work the, with the beast, not against him. Yeah, he says it in his own words. Yeah, like you need to go and listen to this video again and understand that they are telling you very plainly what they are doing. And they're saying, this will be the age that we will begin tracking people under the skin. That is not a far cry uh, to what we've seen already with, with the technology that we've seen come out with the COVID vaccine. There was even a study, um, I don't think we ever got to talk about, I had it for a previous show, but they were talking about how um, they have technology that basically it's this little like starfish thing, I can't remember what it's called, but they can put drugs uh, and introduce them into the bloodstream in these little nanoparticles and these tiny little metal like capsules will you'll ingest them then when they get up to temperature up to your body temperature they open and they grab onto the uh, intestinal wall mm. and so then it will slowly release a drug and they could be doing the same thing with vaccines it makes me wonder uh, about all these PCR tests and all these nasal swabs and it makes me wonder about the uh, you know the the anal swab thing they were doing in China well, and remember at the beginning of COVID, um, I remember there was a meme and it said, it's just a mask. You need a mask to enter. And then it's just a, um, what was the second thing? It was the second thing that they did to us. Anyway, it went from mask to vaccine to digital passport, mask to vaccine to digital passport. Those were the three things. And back when we passed that meme around in early 2020, we were all conspiracy theorists. Oh my God, you're never going to have to be required to get a vaccination. I know personally several people who lost their jobs 
because they wouldn't get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you're never going to have to show your medical information to go into a store. Literally happening around the world and in many U.S. cities that you now have vaccine passports. As we covered it last week on the show, 21 states have vaccine passports. Now, they might not be fully mandatory yet, but when people raise warning flags... Stop calling them conspiracy theorists and maybe open your eyes and do some research because this is this guy's saying it all out loud. And what really concerns me is they don't tell us about this stuff until their plans are already well, well underway. Well, and so the, the whole conspiracy theorist thing and num- number one, uh, if, if you know your history, that, that even term, that's a big CIA op that they mm-hmm. ca- that they came out with when uh, people were questioning John F. Kennedy's assassination. Um, like the, the entire concept of people using that now widespread is ridiculous Um, because it was literally a a psyop by the government to get people to discredit people who were actually questioning what was going on and questioning the official narrative that we were getting from the intelligence agencies from the mockingbird media from our government and i'm sorry if you haven't been paying attention i wouldn't really trust any of those any of those entities right now frankly we've we've seen a lot that leaves something to be desired right but I think the grander scheme is they don't want you to look at the world and see any kind of plan unfolding, mm-hmm. right? That's that's why these politicians they make everything like Afghanistan, Biden pulling out of out of the Middle East, um, and so many of the these you know in, in Congress too. They they make it so, seem like oh it's just a, a nightmare and everyone can't get along. It's not a mistake. Gas prices. Gas prices. Right? It's not. Yeah. It's not nothing. They blame it on Putin. It, this is all a plan. All of this has been planned out well in advance. We learned with the uh, with the DARPA uh, release uh, from Fauci, from EcoHealth Alliance, Wuhan. This has been well planned. They had the patents early. It, it was ahead of time. It was before yeah. they ever could have known. Conspiracy. They theories. want you to see the world like the butterfly effect. Like something happens, and then on the other end of the world, that uh, a chair tips over, and then all of a sudden a bat falls in someone's soup, and now we have COVID. That's not how this works. The, this is all being planned. The things that he is saying, they have been talking about for a long time. The Fitbits and all these technologies that they have rolled out and all these apps that they track your location, how Google tracks every single thing and how much you look at a certain app, how many steps you take. They are slowly gathering data now quickly, and they are... They're slowly introducing things into your life so that you do not question and you are already ready for when they start rolling out something that they're going to inject in your skin, like he just said. And, and they've already been doing it. They're already testing it. They have news articles where they yep. say, look, we can right put a here. chip and, we'll, and you right can put here. your vaccine ID and you can get your bank you account here. You can buy a Coke at your employer if you just scan your chip in your hand that's how that originally rolled out that was like 10 8 to 10 years ago yeah they put it, they make it a convenience is, yeah. it's about it's for you it's they make it for you but i think you know the what sorry, you're talking real about quick, the, real quick oh, yeah, before sorry, we go on i gotta remind everyone we have one more sponsor air medicare network they've been a sponsor with us for a long time um so if you live in a rural area uh, that's might be hard to reach if you hike spend a lot of time outdoors uh, i know i like to when i have time uh, if you ever do need an emergency medical flight health care will not always cover the cost of it uh, and it can absolutely bankrupt you it's extremely expensive if you ever do need uh, transport like that if you are a member of air medicare network you are covered it is a l- as little as 85 dollars a year and it's not only you but your entire household will be covered uh, for just 85 dollars a year in case you ever need air medical transport uh, so if you go to uh, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use the promo code daily, uh, you can get up to a $50 e-gift card back. Uh, please don't use the Amazon one. I want uh, 
they have an option for it. I want Bezos to go out of, uh, out of business. And I want him and his little cabal friends who have been involved in uh, installing some of this technology and screwing over the American people. Uh, I want them all out of business and uh, ideally in prison. Uh, but go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily. You will be protected. It's fire insurance if you ever need it. It's extremely affordable. So please go, uh, you know, utilize this. Uh, promo code is daily. Um, so go ahead, Ash. So this, the, what's his name, Yuri? Yuval Noah Harari. Yeah, that guy. Um, he talks about humans being hackable. And, you know, Joe went into this last week. They're, they don't have the technology. And, 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 you know, in terms of I can hack into your human code and hack you. But I don't think that's what, what Schwab, Schwab Jr. Is, is doing. I think he's talking about social engineering. He's talking about yeah. knowing, and he says it, knowing people better than they know himself. Spoiler alert, they already do. Why? Because everything that you do, everyone you talk to, every game you play, every Instacart order that you do, your, your map information of where you're driving all the time, your step information, your biometric information, it's all tracked. Whether you're wearing a bracelet or not, if you have this in your pocket, a lot of that information is tracked. So they do know you. They know you in a way that they can compute all of that data and come up with a profile about you. I wrote an article about this called, They Think They Can Play God Because They Can this already exists. This was the challenge of big data back in the 2010 timeframe. We have all this data. We're generating all this data with all these wearable devices and smart devices and smart homes. And I mean, forget, forget about this. If you have a, oh, oops, one side. Forget about this. <laughs> if you have a smart thermostat, smart fridge, smart doorbell, more data on you. Smart meter. Smart meter. I mean, it's this is a, this is a streaming off you all the time. And this was the challenge of big data is there all this data it used to be seen as junk. It was looked at as junk data because we didn't have the processing capabilities and the tech, the technology available to actually do anything with that data. We do now. And you're producing that data on, on all the time with everything that you're doing. And that data is combined to create a profile of you. Now you can say, oh, but I have an Apple phone and a PC, computer, and I don't have any smart devices in my house, so I'm probably all right. No. No, because these companies collude together. The idea mm -hmm. that there are separate uh, private... <laughs> the, the idea that corporations are separate entities that are competing for market share is no longer accurate. And I can tell you that because over the past 20 years, we've seen Google go from being, uh, you know, from starting search right? Really, really kind of, I mean, they weren't the first search, but they were the first one to do it really well. And they prided themselves for a long, long time on having accurate search, right? You could go and you could search and you could find what you were looking for with incredible accuracy. Yahoo, you know, went away because they couldn't compete with Google's ability to render search results accurately. Now what happens when you go to Google? You can't find what you're looking for if you're looking for anything against the narrative. It's all, so they hook you, right? It's like a drug dealer. They hook you. They get you to where, oh, okay, I can get my information from Google. Super great. Get all the facts. I don't have to go to the library anymore. I don't need the card catalog. I don't need to use anything else. I can get it all from Google. And then they start changing what you see. And they start changing what you find. And it's all based on ideology. They have so much money, they're not competing for market share and money anymore. They're competing to create the world that they want. And I think that that with this Schwab 2.0 guy is... Well, it's th pretty this, obvious. Yeah, this is that 
conceptually, this is the point where most people break off because they say, "Ah, oh, why would they do this? It doesn't make sense." Well, it's not about uh, it's not about the money on every level. Like, yes, the entire thing is about fraud and corruption. They're ripping us off and they're giving favors to each other. Uh, that's how all the members of Congress get get rich. You know, doing insider trading, why they vote for these bills because then they get a, an exclusive contract. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But you can't understand what is actually going on and what these people are doing if you do not, at least at a basic level, understand their ideology. Because it's not about logic in every sense of it. It's about the ideology that is driving these people. And if you pay close enough attention to people like this Noah screwball uh, and Klaus and you listen to the words that they say, you read the writings of George Soros, of Klaus Schwab, understand the, the very blatant things that they say at the World Economic Forum, at the Davos agenda. You go through the few hours of those, just, just go through 2018. They are not looking to create a world that's nice and easy and happy for everyday Americans. Why, why do you think the, the, you talk about money, why do you think the, the pipeline is, was shut down? They don't, they don't have Keystone. Keystone pipeline, no, no, bad. You know, green new agenda, right? We, we can't do that here. Russian pipeline, what's going on over there? Do they expect the same things out of other countries or when it doesn't affect their interests, like over in Ukraine? No. And we we say, okay, well, great. What if it's a convenience? Do you really think that it's with all this smart technology? You mentioned the the smart devices and the thermostats and everything. Do you really think that it's a good idea to give give whoever, some corporation, access to all this? The smart meters are a great example. These things were catching fire. They're not even legally meters. They mandated those. And they were extorting people and saying, we're going to charge you a monthly fee if you do not get a smart meter. They are not even legally meters. I want to say that again. Those are not actually, they do not meet the standard for an actual meter. Number one, there was safety issues. They were catching fire. And on top of that, you want to get back to the convenience. You think it's a good idea? In Michigan, they were having all these power issues because the the substations were were outdated. Um and so what, what were they doing? They were going around and shutting off everyone's power in shifts during the day because they couldn't handle the load in the summer when it was really, really hot and everyone was running their air conditioning. So these companies said, hi, we didn't give you notice, um, but this is for your own good, mm. right? Just like the vaccine. This is for your own good. Yeah. We're going to shut off your power from noon to four because we need to ration the electricity. And they just did th- they, they did this for a week and all of a sudden everyone's power was out an entire block. Everyone's like, what's going on? When it goes back to there's never any accountability for outcomes, right? So we talk about gas prices. Uh, there's that, that meme, I sure could go for mean tweets and $1.79 gas right hmm. now, right? Yeah. Our gas prices changed practically overnight. Now they're telling you it's Putin, right? It's Putin's fault. Well, we shut Biden on the day he came into office, shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, laid off thousands of workers and made us energy independent with the, or energy dependent with the stroke of a pen. But there's no accountability for the outcomes of that policy change. It's Putin's fault that there's $6 gas now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, this is the butterfly effect. They, they want you to think it's just a chaotic bunch of people and all these different and people it's not. fighting. It's not. It's very coordinated. It's absolutely not. Right. And so, you know, you talked about the World Economic Forum. Um, the World Economic Forum is uh, for, for politicians that want to be bought and people who want to buy them. That's what the World Economic Forum exists for. And you can see that by looking what came out, the Great Reset book by, by uh, Emperor Schwab. And... Uh, 
Almost immediately upon that being released, all the world leaders started saying, build back better, right? There's a, a video collage. I don't think we pulled it for the show, but there's a video collage out there where you can see all of these world leaders all over the, all over the world. We have to build back better. We have to... We Hillary have to Clinton, Angela right? Merkel... Uh, Kerry, Biden, right. l- like multiple countries, the UK, Boris. So that every is single proof to me. It's proof that there's no daylight anymore between the corporate interests and the government interests. They've merged and they're implementing their policy. And like I said, they don't generally tell us about this stuff until it's well underway. So um, how are they conditioning us today? And so, so I want to play, uh, since we have a few minutes, it's, sure. it's, uh, she's, she's kind of a, a funny character. Um, and so this, there is a little bit of parody in here, but uh, you go ahead and play this video. Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, but this is, this is a, an interesting video. Um, and again, she makes it kind of funny, and she does some dancing and everything. But to give you like kind of a general idea, go ahead and play this video. It's talking about BlackRock and who owns everything. Got audio on there? Girls! No, not even close. Since the 1970s, two corporations have gobbled up most of the Earth's companies. Vanguard and BlackRock. And you might be like, Tony, that's ridiculous. I go to stores all the time and I see competing brands everywhere. The market has genuine competition because I can buy this or that or this or that. But all publicly traded companies have boards where the largest shareholders make the decisions. So when we investigate who are the largest shareholders of all these companies, the same two companies keep coming up. (laughs) Vanguard and BlackRock. These two mega corporations own all the smaller corporations. So we have a monopoly inside of a monopoly. Vanguard and BlackRock own Coke and they own Pepsi. They own Apple and they own Android, i.e. Microsoft. They own American Airlines, they own Delta. They own oil and they own solar. They own eBay and they own Amazon and they own the car companies and the pharmaceutical companies and the tobacco companies, the food companies, the clothing companies, the insurance companies, the banks, 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 the banks. banks. No matter what industry, the top shareholders are the ones making the decisions. Call me a dingleberry, but if you own all the competing companies in the free market, then I don't think the market is um, all that free. But who are they? The CEO and founder of BlackRock is Larry Fink, but then BlackRock has a board. The largest shareholder is Vanguard. Mm -hmm. And who's in Vanguard, you might wonder? Nobody knows! Yeah, I guess it's just private information. Probably the richest families on the planet, like the DuPonts, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the Bushes. <laughs> Bush. And P.S. If the division of companies is an illusion, then what does that say about the division of nations? Rich people don't need passports when they travel on their private jets. Borders are meaningless to the elite except as a tool of nationalism to pit us against each other. 
And we all know corporate dollars go into politics. And if all those corporations are owned by the same people, that means both political parties are definitely owned by the um, uh, same people. So how do we stop it? Well, so I actually down. have the answer. All we gotta do is <laughs> So she's not wrong and she sure can dance. She can dance, yeah. yeah. Dance her face off right there. <laughs> um, so I, yeah. so, I, I so think it that's is. good I mean, that's your That's dry. your World Economic Forum view right there, right? Is that you've got all of the same companies owned by all of the same people and oh, by the way, they're all the same people that control the politicians. So they're telling us about this now they're talking about the great reset they're telling us that humans are hackable they're telling us that it's going to go under our skin etc cetera, etc cetera. but how are they conditioning the masses to be okay with it that is uh, something that i might not have noticed had uh mr producer not driven me home last night and had this conversation but we had the conversation i ranted to him about money laundering and then later i was watching uh hockey with my sons and um, there was a Super Bowl ad that played. Now I didn't see the Super Bowl, so I missed it, but uh, I saw the ad last night and had I not had the discussion with Mr. Producer beforehand, I probably wouldn't have noticed the ad, but can you go ahead and play B7, please? Got it? Maybe. We're gonna play B7 in stuff. just Here we go. We love stuff and there's some really great stuff out there. But I doubt that any of us will look back on our lives and think, I wish I'd bought an even thinner TV. Found a lighter light beer. Or had an even smarter smartphone. Do you think any of us will look back in our lives and regret the things we didn't buy? Or the places we didn't go? So, what do you think? You think they're conditioning us? Uh, yeah. And, you know, it, it rolls kind of into the uh, si similar concept in how they're conditioning people. Did you see the uh, the little promo they did for the metaverse? Yes. That the creepy thing where they're like, oh, yeah, look how convenient it is. Oh, yeah. You, my kids are really, really car. mad that I won't let them have VR headsets. Oh, I swear <laughs> to goodness, I will burn one of those if I see it. Yeah, um, I, they're they're upset, but I, it's not coming into my home. No, but, yeah. well, good, good. It, it has nowhere. It has no business near near our homes, nor any of our mm -hmm. children, especially. Um, but this is a this is the the kind of stuff that they've been doing for years. Right. So this is the premise of this. It's Expedia. It's travel, right? So spend all your money on travel. You don't need stuff, you guys stuff so stuff overrated is people Super, don't need don't, to buy property things. you don't need property it's overrated they totally got that wrong in the constitution you don't need stuff go spend your money on trips and then you know maybe even go into debt to go on vacation that sounds great and um don't pay attention to mr producer can you put up b8 please oh Right. So Bill Gates is buying up all the all the property. That's probably for a good reason. Yeah, right? I'm sure it's super um, farmland. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be a farmer. Was it? Well, see, don't, I wonder, like, is he going to grow his uh, mystery meat there? Probably. Because I know he says we don't need to eat meat because meat meat is bad for the environment. And by I can't remember what he said, like 2040 humans need to uh, be done with meat and we okay. need to accustom ourselves to, to eating bugs. Eat the bugs. Um, can you pull up B9? Just goes into this article. So Bill Gates has never been a farmer. So why did the land report dub him Farmer Bill this year? Third richest man on the planet doesn't have a green thumb, nor does he put the, in the backbreaking labor humble people do to grow our food and who get far less praise for it. That kind of hard work isn't what made him rich. 
Gates's achievement, according to the report, is that he's the largest private owner of farmland in the U.S. A 2018 purchase of 14,500 acres of prime eastern Washington farmland, which is traditional Yakima territory, for $171 million helped him get that title. In total, Gates owns approximately 242,000 acres of farmland with assets totaling more than $690 million. To put that into perspective, that's nearly the size of Hong Kong and twice the acreage of the lower Brule Sioux tribe. Is that Brule? Yeah, I, I apologize so. if I got Brule that wrong. Sioux tribe. Uh, where I am an enrolled member, a white man owns more farmland than my entire native nation. Uh, and that is from the author here. So, uh, that, and, and this article was uh, 11 months ago. Um, so, you guys go on vacation, sell all your stuff, rent a house, get the chip under your skin, and Bill Gates will feed you. Yeah, I guess. This, it's going really, to be really simple, guys. Uh, so, number one, it's not random that Bill Gates is buying all the farmland. And I don't know if you saw, but when we were watching uh, Noah Schwab 2.0, um, it said retard. in the in the um, text that was on the screen, this guy is praised by who? Barack Obama, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates. It's the same club. So while they're telling you to adjust your expectations and to uh, you know fall in line. Become become one of their their subjects. They are buying it all up. They're buying all the stuff. Well, I mean, we can we can all get a little chip so yeah. that they can uh, you know they, they can deposit money when we're good and just shove it off when when we're bad when our little social credit score doesn't doesn't hit the high mark, right? Well, what did Noah say? Money. Drugs and video games. Yeah, yeah. So and then we can That's all their own plan nothing. for you. Drugs yeah. and video games, and if you step out of line, who knows what? So we'll all we, what we're gonna do is we're all gonna. Uh, you know, go broke, going to travel around the world to have experiences, have no real assets that have any money, nothing we can leave to our children, nothing we can accumulate wealth in, and then we'll go rent farmland and uh, property from Bill Gates. Yeah. Right? While we eat crickets. Yeah, eat the bugs. Um, so, you know, this has been a not a very hopeful show. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> we, we're winning, and God wins, and these people are satanic. So there's, there's really nothing to be concerned about, but you do have to be awake and aware. So, um, you know, when you look at this overall, the point of the Great Reset, uh, you know, from an individual standpoint is to subjugate us. But from a macroeconomic and uh, geopol geopolitical standpoint, it is to level the playing field. It's literally to reset. They don't want superpowers anymore. They want super people with power. Right. So, uh, Mr. Producer, can you pull up C1, please? Beijing tells Chinese business people to fill the, the void in Russian markets amid the Ukraine crisis. So during COVID, we saw one of the greatest transfers of wealth from the middle class uh, to Walmart and Amazon and, and other corporations. This is something like that, I think. Put it back up, Mr. Producer, if you could. March 23rd, 2022. So let's think about some of the things that, we, that, that have just happened, right? They have just sent billions of dollars overseas. They get all these weird More Pakistani gender mix. programs. I don't Pakistan, know if everybody saw yes, that. That's oh, yes. the second payment of Pakistani gender programs in like a year. Yeah, so one of the, other, yeah. one of the shows, I believe it was last week, Ash went over all that stuff. I, I had 
advise you to look into exactly where they're sending money. We sent a whole lot of money to Ukraine uh, to fund a bunch of Nazis, right? Um, who, by the way, we, we, and we talked about this earlier, the Democrats were calling to designate uh, Azov Battalion a terrorist organization and called them Nazis until they a weren't. couple of years ago. But now it's okay because, oops, all this, we, sorry, we, we missed that they were on our side. They were against the Azov Battalion before they were for it. Yeah, uh, it's uh, crazy how that happens. It's yeah. almost like they have zero accountability and zero uh, continuity in their, in their narrative. It's just what suits them from day to day. So are um, we watching war in Ukraine? And again, we don't have the answers. We have a lot of questions, though. Are we watching war in Ukraine or are we watching the reset, the re-leveling of superpowers? Are we watching America fail? on the stage in a very orchestrated and coordinated way because we need to build back better and we can't build back better if we still have superpowers. Well, we can't build back the Southern border wall better, right? That's one thing we can't build back better. They like borders in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, they liked borders. All of a sudden borders mattered when Kyle Rittenhouse allegedly went across state lines. Border, oh, borders mattered that, that time. Border wall. So we can stop all the crime and all the, the human trafficking, the drug trafficking that's going across our southern border, and these people who are hurting actual Americans here in our country, mm. and children and women, and people who are being trafficked across the border every single day. There was just a video that someone was, a journalist were arrested. I, I can't believe, I, I don't remember if it was Gateway Pundit. Um, someone had journalists down there and they held him at gunpoint yeah. as there's people walking across the border, like right off camera. Um, yeah. And we have, so, we have the Build That Better compilation. You want to play it? Yeah, in one sec. I just want to say Go one ahead. more thing because we started this show with a, uh, you know, the story of um, the hump day story of the the whoopsie. Here's all the clients of this sex cult um, story. You know, it it's absolutely horrible what's happening with human trafficking and sex trafficking. But one thing that we haven't seen enough of, in my opinion, is addressing the demand side of the equation. Uh, we see a lot of supply side arrests. We see traffickers being arrested. We see people being freed. Um, when we look and see that there are Supreme Court justices and um, investment bankers and the head of Gap and all of these people that were patronizing the, the sex cult, the prostitute, um, what's going to happen to them? Because their names were published and immediately taken down right? That's the demand side. As long as there is demand for a service, that service is going to thrive, whether it's legal or not. If it's illegal, it goes to a black market. And that's what we see with human trafficking, although they're trying real hard to make that legal. When we but saw until the systemic we hold, problems, right? Until we hold the powerful people accountable, the Jeffrey Epstein list of people, the people that Ghislaine Maxwell could testify against. Why aren't those people being held accountable? Why isn't her trial more public? Right. Why is that all sealed? And yet we're, we're watching fake news about a Nazi battalion over in Ukraine protecting a bunch of uh, absolute sellouts. While being told to reset our expectations. Who are also trafficking people. We're, we're being told to reset our expectations that life, liberty, and property which was the original wording, is, uh, is no longer, it's not, you know, that, that served us well for a couple hundred years. Um, everybody thought they had free will. It was cute and it was fine. But as we move into this new age, we really need to build back better. And so, uh, sorry, guys. Unless you're an elite, you're going to be eating bugs. Let's go ahead and play that compilation.
it's a very pertinent question to ask how do we build back better to build back better or whatever oh hey Greta. we have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before to build back better than before remember the the terrible damage of covid as we try to build back from this uh global pandemic joe biden calls it build back better build back better oh god building back better to do things differently to build back better we're going to build it back better oh, and build it back better oh thanks obama oh, my hey, buddy. plan to build back better he remembered that line uh start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to to build back in a positive way i have I love the music under there a booklet like, nice little called evil, build evil back feeling. better britain after coronavirus Oh, yeah. It's about building this country back better. Growing conspiracy following it. It is called the Great Reset. An unprecedented oh. opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. Build Back Better. Building back better our economy. This is all super Build random, right? My favorite part is better. them telling the headlines telling you that all this elements is a of the great reset. Building the future we need. I'm sure this I'm pandemic sure has totally provided an opportunity for a reset. Oh no! Oh, there's our favorite person. To some would say to build back back better. We would say. To really have a great reset. Conspiracy, conspiracy. The great reset. It's a conspiracy. No. You will all own nothing. You will submit to <laughs> us. You will submit to the the bio-tracking chips that we will roll out, and it will be for your own good. And you will rent all the farmland from my friend Bill, and that will be your entire life. Your children will be ours. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, many thanks to uh, the, the Ashen America reader who sent me the tip on um, a couple of these pieces today. I um, spent way too many hours digging into uh, <laughs> <laughs> it. I just keep pulling threads, and there's, uh, there's actually quite a lot more in there. When you get into the institutional investors, that could be an entire show. Yeah. So um, Joe is back this evening, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have some hope. <laughs> In that show, I'm all hope. Uh, God wins, and um, you know one of the one of the most important things that we need to do is be awake and open our eyes, and and you know walk into things with our eyes wide open and know exactly what and who we're dealing with. Um, I remember uh, recently had a conversation with my parents uh, where I used the, the the term, or I said the said the sentence. How can you be a watchman on the wall if you don't know what to look for? So God tells us to be one. watchmen on the wall. You got to know. You got to know what kind of evil we're dealing with. You can't bury your head in the sand because this is happening rapidly. It is rapidly changing. Otherwise, you're going to be eating the bugs and you'll own nothing and you'll be miserable. Yeah. And I mean, I know this is a lot of, frankly, it's really dark stuff. Um, there was nothing really that we talked about today that's happy. We can laugh about some of it. Uh, because it's important to have humor. And you but have to laugh or you'll cry or, yeah. and like be, you know, curled up in the fetal position in the corner because this is so, so evil. So, yeah, we laugh at it. We mock, we mock these people because these people do lose in the end. We know how this ends. 
Yeah, these people there's no are time satanic. To despair. There, and, there really is. Yeah, there's there's no time to despair, but there's also no time to waste because we have a lot of work to do. And if you're here, like I've said before, if you're here and you're breathing and you're fortunate and privileged enough to have your eyes wide open and to know what's going on, you're here for a reason. God put you here for such a time as this. He has a job for you to do. So do it. Amen. I'm not going to add anything because you just said it perfectly. Uh, we're out of time. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Joe will be back this evening. Uh, he and Ash will be uh, will be breaking down some more funny stuff and uh, you know ripping away the chains of garbage that the mainstream media likes to spin around all of your heads. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. Uh, you can follow us on Telegram at Conservative Daily. Uh, you can also follow Joe. He's at Joe Oltman. Uh, he posts on there regularly. Uh, I'm on Telegram, too. I'm where Ash, you at? I'm Ash in America on Telegram. Ash it's in America. It's the only social site that I use. Okay, so that's A-S-H-E in America on Telegram. Uh, go and follow her. Uh, you can find us live uh, when we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Mountain. We're on conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. Uh, please go to the audio version uh, if you listen to it there. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Uh, go on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star review. Help us climb up in the rankings so we can reach more people and wake up uh, more Americans and light a fire in more hearts and minds. Uh, the, the time is now. Uh, so subscribe and give us a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. It would help Conservative Daily. Uh, if you learn something from this episode or you know someone who needs a little kick in the butt, please share this episode. You can share the Rumble or the Conservative Daily link. Uh, if you'd like a reminder when we're going live, text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll send you a text when we're about to go so that you don't miss any of the shows that we do and we can uh, you know, get the word straight to you and you can be an arbiter for truth. Uh, go to the link in our description, subscribe to our newsletter, get our fax blasts and a lot of updates that we're going to be rolling out uh, very shortly. Uh, so that's all. Thank you for tuning in to Conservative Daily. My name is Apollo. And I'm Ash. God bless you all. God wins. Uh, the time to fight is now. Do not despair because we all know how it ends. And the only thing that we need to do to beat this evil agenda, agenda is to say no, stand up, and stand with our neighbors. God bless you all. We'll see you tonight.